1: It's the first Thursday of November. I can't believe it's November ready. And it's the month of Thanksgiving. So we decided, I decided that we're going to do a gratitude show. And we have two people I'm so grateful to have on my show today for this panel. And the first is Amy D. Amy is recognized by audiences across the country as a master of combining storytelling, humor, and content about the brain and behavior as a psychiatric... Psychiatric RN, she practiced in an acute care behavioral health hospital before becoming a nurse. Amy has lived in Norway, where she started a successful million-dollar business. As a speaker, Amy combines her stand-up comedy and theater background with her business and psych nursing experience to explain complicated subject matter in an easy, understood, powerful, easily understood, powerful, and funny way. Welcome, Amy.
2: Thank you so much. Can I just take a minute to just clarify something? Wait, one second. Wait, okay. one second. All you right. can clarify
1: after. Just let me sure, introduce. Sure, you sure. David. So we've got David George Brook, the gratitude guy, and he has been a speaker, coach, and best-selling author for over 25 years. He has published works. His published works include The Brooker's Daily Gratitude Journal, Six Word Lessons to Embrace Gratitude, and a number of other books on gratitude. In addition, as he has this passion for gratitude, he has presented over 650 speeches and workshops in the past six years. And he has over a thousand gratitude videos on YouTube and over a thousand subscribers. So welcome, David and Amy.
2: Oh, I just yeah. minute, I practiced as a psychiatric nurse in a psychiatric hospital. So I just wanted to clarify that. So thank you. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Welcome. Welcome.
2: Welcome. So
1: thank
3: happy you. Here. Be great to be here.
2: Great to be here.
1: Appreciate there. it. So let's talk about how you started down your paths to, to be a speaker, to be embracing behavioral, to behavioral ways of humans and gratitude and how this can help. Well, we'll get into how it can help shift your life later. But Amy, why don't you start and tell how you got into this line of uh, work?
2: So like everyone out there, I've been through difficulties, And we all have. And so, and I, as you mentioned, I I lived in Norway for 10 years. I was in a very difficult marriage. I left with my suitcases and my kids. I mean, I really do have sort of a, you know, an interesting background. And one of the things that was so beautiful is that as a psychiatric nurse, I realized how much power we really have to shift our perspective and then to change our perception of what is happening And so I am so um, passionate about helping people realize that we really do have a lot more power than what we sometimes recognize. We sort of let exterior things, you know, overcome that power. And we don't need to do that. It's it's really, like I said before we started, it's all up here.
1: It's so true. It is. Thank you. And David.
3: Yes, I would say that my journey actually started when I was 19 years old. I was grew up in the Seattle area, and I went to the University of Washington. And in my freshman year, I went back to a high school and did a speech for a gentleman that had been a substitute teacher of mine in high school. And I walked back out to my car after the speech, and I thought, I want to be a motivational speaker when I grow up. And I was 19. So I was 1969. And it took me forty five years to finally realize my dream and to get the guts to go do it and go out on my own, which was about seven or eight years ago. And along the way, uh, as Amy had said, too, I think most of us that have achieved some level of five or six decades or four or five or six decades on this planet <laughs> have suffered a lot of tragedies and uh, so on. And so I had had my parents die when I was fairly young. My mom, Uh, Had all sorts of psychological problems and she died of cancer. And then my father took his own life and my wife died when my sons were four and 14. So there's a lot of things I had to overcome. And along the way, I was looking for something that was some sort of healthy coping mechanism. And I found gratitude in terms of not only gratitude, but a gratitude journal. And of course, I'll get into that later. But just, it really gave me something to talk about because I knew I wanted to be a speaker. I just didn't know what my subject would be. Mm-hmm. And so that happened about uh, 2012, 13. I've been doing it since. And prior to that, I'd been a store manager for Nordstrom and Lowe's Home Improvement and those big stores. In fact, Lowe's is actually headquartered out in North Carolina yes, and, as uh, headquarters. And so it was something that now I think about it as, People say, well, do you have a lot of work to do today? Well, I got a podcast, I have a coaching client, I have this, and I go, it's not work to me. It's just so far beyond that when you're helping other people. So it really was realizing a lifelong dream of becoming a speaker and wondering if I ever get around to it. And we get distracted and off on these tangents and then getting back to what it was. So I, I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing now. It's just the most thrilling thing I've ever done and so rewarding to help other people. And you know, they say, if you want to help yourself, help other people, and it really- Has been true.
1: It's so true. And I I know from my experience, yeah, I too have had, you know, my trials and tribulations that brought me down my spiritual road. But one of the biggest things I talk about is gratitude Mm -hmm. because I found that it turned my life around. Once I realized Mm -hmm. what I had opposed to what I didn't have, it it all of a sudden I realized like I was joyful all the time.
3: That's so nice. That's so nice. And one of the things I say in my talks, Marla, is gratitude turns what you have into enough. And I'll I'll repeat that two or three times throughout the talk because gratitude helps you, as you just said, you said it perfectly. Gratitude helps you focus on what you have. And it's kind of like our talents make your strengths productive, make your weaknesses irrelevant. Don't worry about the weaknesses, make your strengths productive. And so when you focus on that, you just have such a better view of life.
2: You do. Yeah, for sure. And also, gratitude allows you to step back.
3: When mm-hmm. you
2: have a situation that's difficult, you get real tunnel vision. When you start being grateful, that allows you an opportunity to step back and see the world and just your life in a bigger perspective. We mm-hmm. to do that every once in a while because yeah. there's more than just that little thing going on
1: or big thing.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's so true. And today, with with everything going on with COVID, and people, you know, they they think about what's being taken away from them, opposed to the opportunity that they're putting in front of them to help themselves and other people.
2: Perfect. Yeah. And I think that part is like you have a choice, and this can deepen you or weaken you, right? And so, we really do have this opportunity in this situation, which isn't what we've chosen. What can we find that can really deepen our relationships? Um, What can we find that's positive? And that's part of the resilience. I speak about resilience and gratitude plays so much in that because we have to have a grateful nature in order to to be more resilient. And this isn't the last thing we're going to go through.
1: Oh, no. Well, we're still going through the election. I mean, let's talk
2: about,
1: (laughs) you know, I mean, and it's still so divided. and. What's interesting to me is that people feel that if you don't believe what they believe, if you don't think that what they believe, and I know we were talking about this off air, um, that, you know, that you can't, that they can't be around you, or they can't like you, or they can't be nice to you. And, uh, you know, kindness and gratitude are two things that we can, why can't we find the gratitude of what's in here?
2: Why can't we find something
1: positive in what's going on?
2: Why can't we look at this as an opportunity to dig a little deeper? And try a little harder and remind ourselves that in this world, we represent us. That's. And I think, it. it's,
3: and I think it's really important too, to remember I go get a, go round and round with this on people every so often. It's a choice. And people will yeah. say, well, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Anybody who starts a sense with, you don't understand, I'm always a little fearful because <laughs> <laughs> some excuse is going to come up. But I always say you can get out of bed every morning, go left or right, up or down, positive or negative, happy, sad. And mm-hmm. it is a choice. And, and I think people make excuses when they have the power within. So
1: because they yeah. give away so much of their power, they yep. give it away to the media, they give it yeah, away exactly. to the politicians, they give it away to the neighbors or to their friends or so you know, true. And allow everybody else to sort of guide their path instead of saying, "Hey, this is my path" and take the reins. Yeah. And mm-hmm. guide it themselves.
3: So true.
2: And even being able to step back and recognize that you're talking about a specific example, COVID or or talk about the election, for example, we all are very very vulnerable to confirmation bias which means that we only consider information that proves something we already believe, and we discard any information that contradicts what we believe. And we're very prone to it. It's how our brains work. So it's not that we're doing anything wrong. But this is a great moment to develop ourselves as human beings and step back and find some mutual understanding. I know that having lived in another country for many years, we've In Norway, they don't think do things the same as we do. But we all have the same needs as human beings. We all want the same things. We want to know our kids are safe. And we have medical help when we need it. We want to know what our purpose is and go out. We all want the same things. This is a really important time for us to come together and find mutual ground. We have Mm -hmm. to do it.
1: So how do we do it? How do we bolster our ability to shift um our half empty cup into a half full cup bring the resilience piece into it how do we do this so we'll start with david
3: well i would say no surprise when you focus on gratitude and i mentioned the gratitude journal and the fact of writing in it 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 absolutely i do a little exercise activity, if you will, interactive exercise during the talks. And I had people write down their daily number. And I said, for those of you that aren't familiar with gratitude, I want you to write down your daily number. And so, and the number I assigned to it is from one to 10. 10 is the best day of your life. One is one of the worst days of your life. And so you pick your number and I tell them, I said, well, this is kind of taking your temperature and you can do halves. You might, and I said, you're not going to share this with anybody. So if you're having a bad day, it's okay. But then I said, so then write it down. So maybe you're a seven and a half, maybe you're having a tough day You're a five or, could be worse, or maybe you're a nine or a 10, but you write that number, then I put a circle around it. And then I say, here's what I want you to do. Number one, write the thing you're most grateful for. And just kind of go through because the exercises really helped to plan it in their mind. So they remember it the next day and don't think, oh, that was a nice speaker yesterday, but I can't remember anything he or she said. (laughs) So number one, gratitude, number two, gratitude, number three. So they've got the top three things they're most grateful for in the entire world. And then number four is what was the highlight of your day yesterday? What was the best thing that happened yesterday? So I give him a few minutes on that. And so then I say, okay, now it took you uh, two or three minutes for a minute or two to write those down. Now, just reread them again, read them real carefully. It's going to take you five or 10 seconds. And then I want you to write another daily number underneath those four. Could be the same number or it could have changed after reading those four things. And invariably, anywhere from one half to two thirds of the audience, I ask them, give me a high five in the screen. And their number went up. Yeah. Amy, where's the high five? Oh, and so <laughs> it's just, but it's amazing. I said, so let me, as an example, there's a tool. So now there's a 60 second example. So imagine what five minutes can do every day. It's all it takes. I've timed it. And again, we talked off air before about the actual writing aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But that's just such a good example of helping you focus on it by planning it and writing it. And there, if you do that, then every day, and and I I joke, Amy, you were talking about being a stand-up comedian and storytelling and things, and you try to uh, splice stories into your talk, and I tell people after I've done this whole talk on the gratitude journal, and this is the centerpiece, sometimes at my book table, they come up and this one young man looks at my gratitude journal and goes, is this your personal one? And I go, yeah, I use my own, of course. And he flips through it and he kind of I said, don't read it too closely, but you can look through it. And, <laughs> and then he looks and he goes, wow, you write in this every day. And I go, have you listened to the talk? Were you paying attention? I said, no, I only write in it occasionally when I want to feel good. Because I said, you know, but it makes you feel good every day. And the fact that two thirds and sometimes it's higher of those numbers went up just illustrates just the power in this case of a gratitude journal and writing it down and have it really plan in your brain.
2: Yeah, and just to tag on to what you said, Dave, when I talk about the Gratitude Journal, I always tell them, don't repeat things. Mm -hmm. Dig a little deeper. And Mm. so you write three to five things down and then you dig a little bit deeper so you can never repeat the things that you wrote down because the whole key is you want to start every day off looking for things because you know you got to write it in it maybe before you put your head down on the pillow at night. So you want to start a whole attitude when you're during the day, you're a little bit more aware of the good stuff that's happening. So yeah. dig a little deeper because, you know, no, sometimes at first you're going to say, oh, I'm happy for my husband. <laughs> I'm happy because my car started. But eventually it's happy. I'm happy because my teenager smiled at me this morning.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, I just wrote that down. Don't repeat it. Dig a little deeper. yeah and I have to say, I think that's really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus in on that as well. But I also think you can make an argument. I'm still happy every day. I get to sleep in a warm bed every night <laughs> that it's cool. it's warm inside. It's not rainy. I don't have a leak in the roof. But you're right. To dig a little deeper, you can go it out and far and get further and further. Plus, I think it helps because it gets you to be able to expand your view of what you're grateful for. And as you exactly. say, not just my husband or the fact I have a job or something. So Because that's there's point.
2: so many things, little detailed things yes. that we take for granted.
3: The no. Order the sink
2: and put the water on. There are a lot of people who don't have water.
3: Right. That's right. That's right. They <laughs>
1: I mean, have to carry water. And it's amazing. What I tend to do is before I go to sleep, that's when I do those gratitudes.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have
1: my morning gratitudes, which are pretty the same, but I'm really grateful for it. But then before I go to bed, that's when I go into my my minutiae gratitude of the small things, that they, the exciting things that happened in my life yep. that day, or the uplifting, or even just laughing with you both. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what's better than laughter?
3: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And another point on that, Marla, I know that um, it takes a while to write something down. And you can read it much quicker. I know a lot of people that'll pick either morning or night to write in the gratitude journal. And then at the other time, they just reread what they wrote, which just takes a second to kind of refresh them before they go to bed and stuff. Because a lot of people will say, I want to write in my gratitude journal at the end of the day to focus on everything I'm grateful for and then to sleep well. And I said, well, that's great too. I write in the morning because if I ever have a problem with, I've already written in mine today, uh, usually about 7 seven o'clock in the morning because I know if I'm ever going to be prone to not feeling positive, it's when I get up in the morning, not after a busy day of, of impacting people. So it works perfect for me in the morning. So it just kind of depends. And other people write in the margin during the day and add things, which is cool, too.
1: And the thing is, is everybody lives a different kind of day. I mm-hmm. mean, exactly. you know, so you have to it's like a shoe or a glove. I like to mm-hmm. say you have to do what fits for you and how it yep. works for you the best. Yep. And you're going to say something.
2: I think to tag on to all those things is another, and I know in positive psychology, when they've studied this, and this isn't foo-foo stuff, and you know that too. I mean, this has really been well-researched, How what a difference this gratitude journal can make, is that another little aspect that you can add to that is that you can also say, how did I help this good thing come about? Because it gives you a little governance in that. Um Another way to practice gratitude is to write a letter to somebody who's made a difference in your life. That's beautiful. Just to take time to thank them. We we didn't show up here on our own. Our success isn't ours alone. We have family members, people who loved us, friends, who, teachers who've made a difference in our life. And even if you can't send the letter, sending it as fast, the best thing would be, to go there and actually read it, it's COVID, but find a way to share that with that person and so that they have that moment that they realize that they they impacted a life, but just to spend some time thinking, we're not here alone.
3: Right. Yeah, exactly. And Amy, you mentioned woo-woo, and I one of the modules I talk about is called The Science of Gratitude, because I really want people to think this isn't just some new way, oh, you're yeah. part of that cult or, you know, no. people... People dispel things because of reasons. And and I have a bunch of things that's on research. And I'm just going to read one quick one. But this just goes to show you the research that's been done on this kind of thing. And in this case, around gratitude, it says, appreciating what we have measurably improves our relationships, our life satisfaction, our health, our sleep, and it improves our physical health, leading to fewer aches and pains, lower blood pressure, and less depression. Grateful people are more likely to take care of their health, exercise more often, and schedule regular checkups. Gratitude reduces toxic emotions like envy, resentment, frustration, anger, and aggression, and enhances positive emotions like empathy, caring, and sympathy. So they've done a lot of research. So it's not just some, you know, cult thing.
1: It is not. We're going to stop here. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of Amy D. and David George Brooke.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f-ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My f-ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream? But you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you. Now we have your answer: the original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at marlagoldberg.com. That's marla g o l d b e r r g dot com.
3: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you are invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for staying tuned. If you're just tuning in, I'm here with a gratitude panel. And who is with me today? Well, let me share. It's David George Brooke, that gratitude guy. He is a speaker, coach, best-selling author for over 25 years. He has published... Works including the Brooker's Daily Gratitude Journal. Sorry, for some reason that gets me. Six Word Lessons to Embrace Gratitude, as well as another a number of other books. Um, To check David out, check out his website at thatgratitudeguy.com. I also have Amy D. Amy is a speaker. She is a comedian, and she takes her theatrical background and adds it to her her content about the brain and behavior she's a resilience expert and gratitude and so to find amy you can check her out at dot speaker.com welcome back amy and david
3: thank, thank you marla you.
1: let's go into i brought up in earlier when you know when we first came on it's november it's thanksgiving month people this thanksgiving is going to be rough in addition you know we just spoke about the mental health from corona from what's going on and all the, the impact of everything shutting down, and things are shutting down again. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're saying no more than 10 people in someone's home, at least down here in North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. What are some thoughts about Thanksgiving and how people can maneuver through with gratitude through this, this holiday season? Who'd like to talk first?
3: Well, I'll I'll address it because people. I do a lot of talks in th- in the November because of Thanksgiving, and it's sort of the gratitude or the grateful holiday, if you will. We're giving yes. thanks, of course, hence its name. And I think the thing for me is I use this month as a springboard for people that can take this month that kind of all of a sudden get into it and then they forget about it in December or January or what have you and just use it as a jumping off point to start doing it every day. We were talking earlier about the Gratitude Journal. So to me, Thanksgiving, and even though we're not going to be together physically, but if people can really start to embrace gratitude and think about this Thanksgiving holiday and month and then continue to do it throughout the months, it's not something it's just it's like they say somebody starts in a gym uh, in the first of the year of new year's resolution and by february the gyms are half empty again mm-hmm. because nobody sticks with it. So right. I like to think of thanksgiving as a real positive in my world of gratitude where people can use that to really get into it and understand it and then keep the ball rolling. So cuz it's so good 12 months out of the year.
2: Yes it is Amy I think that's fantastic. And yeah, it's a great time to just start that gratitude practice. Another thing I think we can consider is not only about thanks, it's also about the giving And in this time, is there a way that we can reach out to another human being? And we know that it can't always be because of, um, you know, there's some restrictions because of COVID. That doesn't mean that we can't get out there and make a difference in the world. And so this can also be a time that you're thanks and that you're giving. What during this time can you do to make the world a little bit better place because you're here? And great if you point. just
1: change one person's life, if you touch one person, I, that's what I say, is, you know, then I feel really great that I've contributed. I mean, I'd like to help more than one, Yeah. but, you know, where do you start? You have to walk before you can run, and touching one is walking. Okay.
2: And yeah. I know there's little things can make such a difference, too, Marla, in regard to that. I worked in a psychiatric hospital, and I worked with children and adolescents, and the things I saw were Unbelievable, horrible. I really saw some terrible things, but I always knew, even though I couldn't totally change that child's life, one small act of kindness, years later, they may not remember my face, my name, anything, but they may remember the way I made them feel yes. in that one moment. And so when we think in terms of giving, we don't have to do huge things. You right. Make and a little I think bread a- for your neighbor. You know, I mean, exactly. Some- Little act of kindness to say, I see you. Yeah. Everybody in this world wants to be seen.
3: Absolutely.
2: I see you.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
3: when I, I, I'm fresh from a talk yesterday, and as I say, I do two or three a week, and so I'm always trying to add new things that come up. And something I added a while ago is, is well, one of the things I say, we talked about this with Zoom, is being very interactive. And so here's a couple, there's a couple of five or six activities, exercises we do, but there's also two or three homeworks. And one of the homeworks I have them do is we talk about if you want to help yourself, help other people, or I do a lot of service uh, work in service organizations like Rotary, and their motto is service above self. So I tell everybody now, I want you, today is November 12th. So a week from today's night, I want you to promise me you're going to do something in the next seven days. Give me a high five. You have to promise before I even know what it is. And it is to reach out to three people, However you want, voicemail, text, email, whatever, and ask them how you can help or support them. Is there something I can do for you? Because there's always somebody in front and behind us in the race of of life, I guess, as you will. So there may be some people that could help you, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about how you can help people that maybe are a little bit behind you. And it's thrilling because people tend to, at least this is from, I feel from growing up in the world I grew in, everything seems to relate to the score of life as money. Is it how many people have so much money and the best car, the biggest house, all this crazy stuff. And to me, uh, I get and I know Marla, you and Amy both get this is I get told a lot, sometimes two or three times a week that I've changed somebody's life and you just can't put a value on that. You, can. Mm-hmm. you mentioned Amy, the person in the past that they may not remember the name or but they know she impacted me. And I, I just get to this day, doesn't matter how often it happens. I still get the chills. Every time I read those notes, and I keep a notebook that call I call it heartwarming emails. So when I'm having a rough day, I go look in that in that notebook, and it makes <laughs> me feel better. So because it's just so important to impact other lives.
2: Yeah, I I think so too. And I think also in this time where there's so much turmoil and when we can feel sort of overwhelmed and as though we don't have control, it's important in terms of resilience to recognize what we have control over and what we don't, because there's some stuff we do not have control over, period. Yeah, excellent. But we do have control over what we do in this world. And that's important. That's where we change the world. And so we can do kind acts to other people. And that's what gives us our power back. That's what makes us more resilient in this time that's difficult. Can't do everything. Can do something. Can So, Amy,
3: let me ask you to expand on that. I was just thinking about it because uh, that gives, I think this is a, a pertinent question. Because people ask me, how do I get more gratitude in my life? What's this about this gratitude journal? How do I do that? What are, should Oh, I'm helping these other people. So what makes a person resilient? And what steps can they do to really increase their resiliency, if you will? That's I think great... I need to
2: retire. That's a great question. You can <laughs> just finish the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> resilience is, it's, it's sort of a muscle, to be honest. And, you know, believe it or not, we all have it. I mean, we've all walked and fallen down. We've all gone through difficulty. So when you think of it in terms of a muscle, we have all these, we have a muscle. We just have to learn how to strengthen that muscle. So it's not something we have to go out and get. We already have it. We have people, I mean, human beings are amazingly resilient. So it's about recognizing that strength and it's about strengthening it. So that's why gratitude is so incredible because it's a tool to strengthen your resilience muscle. Another tool is to recognize what you have control over and what you don't, because there's no point in wasting time over stuff you cannot influence.
1: Or energy, because people expel so much energy um, just on things that they have no control over. And that, that AA saying about, I can't even remember, about having, you know, being worried about the things you have control over, about the things that you are done letting, the things you don't go, because, I know I'm paraphrasing, because they don't do you any service.
2: It doesn't. It's a little bit, to be honest, Marla, a little self-indulgent. That's okay. We can be it's self-indulgent. self-indulgent. It, that's okay, we're narciss- not, in not in the best way. Not in the best way. Do you know what I mean? So when we start getting really overwhelmed, we got to kind of step back recognize our thoughts and say, do I have control over this? Don't I have a control over this? Is this where I want to expand, expand my energy? But I think <laughs> it's
3: interesting because I think, oh, sorry, Marla, I, I think that people get confused sometimes, like you said, not self-indulgent. <laughs> this saying gets used over and over again, but it's still very pertinent in my opinion. And that's put the air mask on you first. And we've all heard right. that. But it really means start with you. You can't build a good building unless you have a solid foundation. And that foundation is us and the stories are the people that we help. And so, the you know, we've just gone through an election with a very self-indulgent president and seen all that. And it's just, that's not the way to be. It's like, you want to be confidence, but confident, but you want to be humble. And the confidence and humility piece is good. So be strong, but charity, does kind of start at home make sure you're mentally emotionally physically uh, strong and then you're in a better shape to help other people so I I totally get that and but and I was thinking too I wrote a couple of downs recognize what you have control over gratitude is a key part Strengthen the muscle Um, anything else Amy there are other things people can do around the resiliency piece yeah
2: I think that they can look at it differently when you when you shift your perspective You change your perception. Yes. And so you can ask yourself, how am I seeing this? And am I, is it true? Is it all true? Is a little bit true? Am I ignoring some truths here? Um, Another way we can change that is that we can look at it so that what we can look at it instead, if we can shift it to be instead of a difficulty, if we can make it a challenge. That -hmm. feels a lot different. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that right away changes your inner thinking and the power that you have. So now it's not just an obstacle. It's an opportunity. It's a challenge. It's a way to get strong. So how are you thinking about that? Is it a challenge? Because that's better. That's more powerful. When we go through difficulties, a lot of times we isolate. And that's, that's not good for us. No. So what we need to is connect. We need to reach out and connect with each other. And so that's another, there are like five C's to this. And the last one is creativity. How can we be creative in this time of difficulty, of challenge? How can we be creative? How can we reach out to people in a different way? How can we get our message out there differently? What can we do? Human beings are incredibly resilient. We're incredibly creative. It's just strengthening
3: that muscle. I mean, what are the, what, oh, sorry. What are the, I've got connect and creative. What are the, there's five C's you're saying?
2: Yep. There's five C's. So what it's challenge, commitment, connection, clarity. And what was the first one I said? Um, creative. Well,
3: Creativity
2: control, was the last. Rec- Control. Control, control, control. Recognize. Cause that's a really big thing that goes back to stoicism is, is, is standing back and just saying, Hey, where do we have control here? Because you know you get one life on earth, so to speak. That's what we think. Right. Make it the best. Don't waste your time. It's well, not a rehearsal.
3: Reason- and the reason why I think this is really important in using resiliency or gratitude or whatever, is I find people when I get to coach people though, this is something I go through all the time is they want the ways to do this because they'll say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And I go, okay, well, that's great. Well, tell me how you're going to do it. Don't just yeah. tell me you're, I'm going to do 10 pushups every day. I'm going to limit my calorie intake to a thousand. I'm going to do 10,000 steps. I'm going to get eight hours of sleep. I'm going to drink a gallon of water. That's the tools to how you're going to get to losing the yes. 10 pounds. So yeah, uh, I like this, and I also like – where did I just write that – don't repeat, Do it. dig a little deeper. I mean, that is really good. And then here's one because I do a Monday morning minute. Every Monday, I send out a 60 second video on gratitude. And uh, Marla mentioned some of the amount of uh, people I have on YouTube and so forth. But it's always a message around gratitude. And it's 60 seconds long and you can sign up for it and so forth. And you just put, if it can deepen you or weaken you. I thought, man, I love that because it's really it's true. Powerful. I mean, but again powerful. Back to, again, back to the choice. And then Back to something, Marla, you mentioned too. Isn't the serenity prayer, if I'm not mistaken, the give me the strength to control the things I can control? Was that what you were thinking of? I think?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and right, like, then the really things
3: you can.
2: not yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's really important. Because I think some people are, you know, digging in the wrong hole or whatever example we want to use. And they're just wasting their time. It's know? a so. waste
2: of time. It's a waste of time and energy that could be put to making a difference.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you
2: know, in the end, it's also about responsibility. Mm -hmm. True. It's so true. We have a responsibility in this world. But most people don't recognize that. That's true. We are called into this time and place. I really believe that. I believe we are called.
1: I believe it too. But Marla,
3: to your point, uh, most people don't recognize that. I finally become comfortable with that. There's people Mm -hmm. I've said, well, doesn't it disturb you that so-and-so or this or that, when they go... No, never thought about it. Go, really, man, I think about it a lot. I want to make a difference, and it's okay because you know they say the chiefs and Indians or whatever you want to use. You can't not everybody can be a chief, I guess, but
1: and that's okay too. But it's just trying to get everybody to recognize you have the ability to make your life better than what it mm-hmm.
2: is. Exactly, you could
1: even be on the top of the world, and still your life could be even better because maybe you've re- you've achieved all the success and money and and esteem, but now let's say. You can still change it by going inside, get the Mm -hmm. inner peace, Mm -hmm. get the inner knowledge and learning, you know, and and really round out your life. Because some people are so professionally driven for that brass ring that they forget about the personal brass ring. Mm -hmm. So,
3: and I would like, I will answer this question after you two ladies, but I'd like to ask both you and Marla and Amy, why do you do what you do?
2: Marla, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go
1: first. Thank you. Um, I do what I do because... I hope to touch somebody's life. Like we spoke earlier to make their journey a little shorter than the one I had. I don't know if you've seen my book behind me, my effing long journey to loving myself, <laughs> a guide to a shorter path. But you know, like you said at the beginning, and we what we talked about in the beginning, we've all had our journeys of challenges and difficulties. And now that I've gotten the tools in my toolbox to make my life happier, joyful, brighter you know, with with looking things out of rose colored glasses out of rather than the other ones, that's why I do what I do. I just hope to touch somebody and help them with their life and change their life trajectory.
3: Oh, that's excellent. That's mm-hmm. excellent.
2: Amy? Um I yeah, Ditto. How's that? No, <laughs> <laughs> I really believe that the tools I give truly change lives. I didn't come up with them. I just learned them um, in a psychiatric hospital while I was working there. And I really know it makes a difference. I really, really believe that we have the power to change our own lives. I believe that we have the power to affect change in this world. And I believe we have a responsibility. And so I don't only do it because I hope, because I I really know that this works. I also do it because I learn I learned too. Absolutely. And that's my path. And so, yeah, I'm super passionate about it because it works. It works.
1: Exactly. And David, and then we have to go on break. So David, why don't you answer the question, please? Well,
3: thank you. It's, somebody once said they ask you ask a question, hoping they'll ask you the question back. But I remember being in a cemetery once and seeing a tomb of an unknown soldier. And it just impacted me so greatly. I just thought nobody knows who this person is. They were born and they came here and they fought in the war and they died and they don't even know who it is. And it just impacted me as I just thought I just want people to know I was here and that I made a difference. And you hear that a lot. And I know it gets, it gets bandied about, but there are a lot of people that don't care about it. And as we just said earlier, so to me, it's when somebody said, I'll never forget when you said so-and-so you're the first person that said this, you're the only person that ever explained to me how blank. And, and I just get the chills. I think, wow, I'm making a difference. So yeah. that's what it was for me is just having impact. So when I'm gone, there's somewhat of a legacy left.
1: That's beautiful. Let's see, Tune. We'll be right back. We've got to take a quick break, and we're going to do the charity shout out and continue our conversation.
2: Voice America is on your
1: favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a
3: try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
0: Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original scream pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com.
2: It's your world.
1: Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is GuidedSpiritConversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I've got two amazing guests with me. We have Amy D. Amy D. is a speaker. She combines, she's a master storyteller, humorist, and, she, and the content she talks about is resilience and gratitude. And we're so fortunate to have her here today. Um, and we also have David George Brook, the gratitude or that gratitude guy, who's a speaker, coach, and bestselling author of over 25 years. I know our, our time is going a little bit short. Oh, one more thing before I go forward. If you want to look up David... You look up thatgratitudeguide.com and check Amy out, amydspeaker.com. Look them up, check them out, see what they do, because they are amazing at helping others to shift their life. But it's charity shout-out time before we move forward. Amy's charity is Anne Marie Shelter in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and David's is Northwest Harvest Food Bank in Seattle. We're going to start with Amy. Give us a few minutes of why this is so important and how people can to help with that association.
2: Their so Anna Marie, it's AnnaMarie.org. And, um, it's a it's a shelter for women. They bring their children. They can also they have a place for their pets, who have been abused and who need a step up in life. And my family um, participates in making food for them. Now we can't do it with COVID, but it's fantastic. These are beautiful, beautiful human beings who need a step up. I came from a very, very difficult marriage. I know how important it is when someone gives you a handout. And helps you move to the next level. And so even if this is a charity, this particular one you're not as interested in, they need money, they need help, help a shelter in your area. This is a tough time. Yes. This is a tough time for women or men in difficult marriages. So yes. reach out to your local shelter and help. Perfect. Thank you. And David, let's talk about Northwest
1: Harvest Food Bank in Seattle.
3: You bet. Seattle has uh, one of the worst homelessness uh, crisis in the country. And there's a variety of reasons maybe why it happened, but that's not as important as much as the fact that there's just so many people in need. And you drive through parts of our town that are just encampments and tents and they're overflowing. And then the the government will come in and sweep them out and they'll pop up somewhere else. And so one of the biggest needs around that homelessness, of course, is food. And Northwest Harvest has been around for a long time. There's other food banks, but this is probably one of the preeminent ones. And so anything that we can do to help them to at least get people fed, when you think about those of us are so fortunate when we talk about resilience and gratitude, those of us that just take for granted three meals every day and all, and all of that. So it's, it's just something I'm very passionate about. And any help that we can give them just means that many more people are helped. So it's, it's a great charity.
1: Sounds wonderful. And both of you have picked up charities that, I mean, all charities help people or the or the earth, but they're both for what's going on in this time. And yes. again, it's November, it's Thanksgiving month. People, it would be great, so people could have a lovely Thanksgiving dinner, at least something that makes them feel reminiscent of a better time in their life, a good time. So thank you very much for sharing that. Okay, so we're in our last part of our segment. We've only got a few minutes left. How would you like, what would you like our audience to hear as your closing statement Amy, let's start
2: with you. I would like people to recognize that despite what is going on on the outside, you have power inside of you, and you have the ability, and we didn't talk about it so much today, but about reframing situations, about stepping away from a situation, shifting your perspective and saying, how else can I see this? What meaning can I take from this? How can this deepen me rather than weaken me? We have the power to do that. And it is not only a power, it's our responsibility. And that all comes from a really unique and beautiful light that each and every one of us has inside of us to be called into this time and to make a difference in this world. Oh, that's beautiful. David. David.
3: I would say on the month of November, we talked about this earlier, it's the month of Thanksgiving. And I tell people, people are struggling and maybe more so now than ever before, given the pandemic and circumstances around that. But I offer them this idea that gratitude can make such a difference and to give it a try. And I recognize that I tell people in classes and talks that I'm not going to pedal your bike. You've got to do that yourself, but I'll be the training wheels and you've got to make the effort. And one of the ways you do that is with a gratitude mindset, an attitude of gratitude, and specifically a gratitude journal. And we talked earlier about writing it down. So my message and and hopefully biggest takeaway is, if you're struggling or if you're not struggling or you're anywhere in the path, uh, the journey, give gratitude a try and see what it can do. We did that, I mentioned that exercise earlier about how it changes your your mental state or sort of taking your temperature, if you will. That's the power of gratitude. And these are specific things, the gratitude journal, helping three people, different things you can do to kind of rate your, your mental state, if you will, that gratitude can do for you. So before you give up and think, gosh, nothing works, or maybe I need to find a pill, Give gratitude a try it can really really impact your life.
1: That is so powerful both of your statements are so powerful and they're so true and there's so many people who go well, why should I what should I? what do I have to be grateful for I'm, I'm in debt for X amount of dollars I'm, I might I'm estranged from my children I'm alone I yeah, what do I have to be grateful for And what I personally say is well if you have a roof over your head, you have a toothbrush, you have toothpaste, you have food, whatever it might be, it's better than no food, um, then, then there are things to be grateful for. There are things you can really embrace in life and stop looking at the glasses half empty and find out how to fill your glasses and make them half full for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is, is helping other people. Yes. Helping other people will help yes. you so feel powerful. grateful. Huge.
3: And yeah, you know, know. Marla, you're, to your point too, it's been proven many times over two people enter a hospital with the same disease, the positive attitude lives, the negative attitude dies. So it's that powerful.
1: It is, and, it's so powerful.
2: Amy, go we, ahead. We talked a little bit before about this, but when you aren't in a state of gratitude and when you aren't resilience, and when you're focused on just the negative things, you get very narrow vision.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And That'll so be- that gratitude exercise or, or helping someone else widens your vision. And so it can empower you to find a way out of the situation you are, because when we're narrowed, when our thinking is so narrowed, it's hard for us to find a way out. And so there are just so many benefits to that. And recognizing, you know, I go back to the resilience and the reframing, your personal power is either hindered or helped by how you choose to interpret a situation or event. That's up to you. And it goes back to choice. You have the right to the
1: power to choose. It's all up to you. It's so great. Amy, David, thank you so much for spending the time. I can't believe how fast this this hour has gone. I am so grateful for both of you for taking the time to be on and sharing what you share with everyone else. And I know because it's helped me, it's given me new insights, new perspectives, it's going to touch the life of somebody else. So we have, we've hit our mission for today, Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. So to find out about Amy D, please check Amy out at amedspeaker.com. And for David George Brook, please look him up, thatgratitudeguy.com. And you'll find out all what, what their goings on, what they're doing, and Reach out to them. I'm sure they'd love to know that you were part of this conversation, part of this podcast. I want to thank Voice America and everyone there who gets the show up and on the air. So grateful for you every week because you make me sound amazing. I want to thank Bridget, my assistant. She's my right hand, my left hand. Grateful for all she does for me. I want to thank you, the audience, for taking time out of your day, out of your life to listen and participate in these podcasts. because. I do it for you, and I'm hoping and praying that you receive what I'm trying to send out for you, or that I am sending out. I'm not even trying. I am doing it, and I hope you receive it in the, in the vein that I'm sending it to you. I have two messages, and real quick ones. Number one, this is the time to heal this is you know what let's put our divisiveness behind us let's start being friendly to neighbors let's start accepting the fact that we all have different that we're different we have different opinions different thoughts and different reasons behind them and, and none of them are wrong and they're all right you know for each of us but it's just acceptance it's learning to accept each other's let's accept our neighbors again our coworkers for their differences because their differences make the tapestry of colors that color our world. So please, let's start the healing process. It's time. And then secondly, social consideration. I implore you once again, wear your masks. Numbers are going up. Over 9,000 people, almost 10,000 people died yesterday alone. Over 144,000 cases were recorded Let's bring those numbers down so that our holiday season could be more joyful. If we all work together in doing this, we can accomplish it. And as always, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. You know you're loved. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, review review it. And until next week, I love you. Stay well.